happy thursday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the airport minute where each and every day monday through friday we go over one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made the 1970 universal pictures movie airport i am one of your hosts jim o'kane of tvdads.com and i'm your substitute co-host today nancy o'kane filling in for mark cerulli and our guest today is jerry porter of the indiana jones minute welcome jerry well, thank you. I'm glad to be back for minute 119. Glad to talk some more Patroni with you. We are uh, we're deep in the snow <laughs> with that flight 45. That just it, we've we've waited the whole movie for them to figure some way to get out. Now, uh, even Mel's had enough, and he's planning on driving a bunch of snow plows through uh, Joe's uh, carefully constructed 10 degree angle uh, snow banks. <laughs> Dirt banks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, there's a lot of finger pointing going on with with uh, Joe. He's telling he's he's telling Mel to give him 15 minutes to get that to to drive. He, give him 15 minutes. He can drive that 707 out of that snowbank. And for some reason, he's saying 15 by holding up 10 fingers. So I guess that's uh, <laughs> must be the metric conversion or something. Well, um, I thought like just how we talked uh, last minute about the blizzard shirker. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, in every situation, there's also a, I'll drive it out myself yeah. kind of guy, <laughs> you know? And, and they usually hold up uh, 10 fingers and say 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I keep wondering, how did, did, did Joe rise up through the ranks? I mean, was he a snow shoveler in seasons past and he eventually became the head shoveler or the head mechanic guy to figure out, you know, I'll, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a pilot's license and I'm going to learn how to fly airplanes or at least taxi airplanes. Uh, see, I think he started below that. I don't think he started with a shovel. I think he was just, he had to move snow with his bare hands. Oh, okay. Just kick <laughs> yeah, it with and then his after feet. Like three, yeah, yeah, three years he got gloves. Yes. You know, yeah, he he's got a, a child of the depression, saved. yeah. 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 And that's how he got so tough. Yeah. 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 Those and aren't his, gloves. Exactly. Those are his hands, actually. That's the, His hands have been turned into <laughs> just solid callus. <laughs> and and that's also how he got his accent. Yeah. Gritting, gritting your teeth through every winter, going. Arr. Yeah, you get the gloves, and you get to like a little tiny little like uh, sort of like a ladle. Yeah, and then eventually oh, you get a plastic shovel, and then you get a yeah one without holes in it. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want a handle? Oh, who are we, big people now? Huh? Yeah, oh. next year. Yeah. <laughs> Keep trying, Rockefeller. So he uh, he walks. <laughs> so he got yelled at by Mel, and so it all rolls downhill. So he goes over and yells at the guy from the Hidden, uh, William Boyette. He tells him to get everybody out of the get everybody out of the way and move every you know do everything else. I'm going to go inside the nice warm uh, 707. Oh, well, <laughs> he's going to be in charge. So then, well, I, you oh. know, I had a, I had a question for you, Jim. Here, yeah. Um, what's the difference between a pilot? And someone who is cockpit qualified. Well, you you can be. I mean, you your cockpit qualified means you can actually operate an aircraft. Now there are there are different kinds of licenses, and one of the licenses you can have for ground service personnel, people like mechanics and stuff, you can have a license to taxi, which means uh, you can't you can't like you know like it says you can't uh, you can't fly the plane, but you can drive it around all over the runways. So oh, really? See, that that's why I'm glad I asked. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, yeah, all right. So he's got a – I have a feeling that that Joe has a pilot's license to fly. And he he mentions in an earlier minute when he tells um, – or, or uh, Mel tells the other captain, the captain 
uh, the captain that drove this plane into the snowbank. He tells him that uh, Joe Petroni is uh, licensed to taxi. So we know that he at least has a taxi license. But I, I have a feeling that he's got what they call a Part 135 commercial pilot's license. He can probably ferry planes from one place to another. Man, well, probably, uh, come tomorrow morning, none of that's going to matter. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be putting salt on fries. Yeah, he's going to. He's going to be trying to figure yeah. out what <laughs> what kind he's of lawyer gonna he's going to need. Yeah, aviation law. Yeah, he's going to taking the bus to Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> Marie's going to be wondering at home, gee, Joe, what, what happened to that nice house we had? Are we going to have to sell the kids? Or uh, Yeah. So, you just had to move that 707, yeah. didn't you? I'll do it. Yeah. I, I've got a night off, but no, I'll go into work one more time. Yeah. Yeah. So, just had to go against the manual. Uh, yeah. And... And sure enough, like like clockwork, after you know he's he's climbing into the plane, and uh, Tanya starts beeping the horn like Mel told her to. You know he he goes back to the he goes back to the car, and Tanya gives Mel an update. Now apparently in the one minute, if you remember, it was a minute ago. It was yesterday that we were talking about this when Mel told her, you know, listen to the radio and tell me, you know, if anything happens, beep the horn and let me know. So inside of that one minute, she's managed to take, it looks like, I think, four pages of notes. <laughs> and, and she's that, got, that like, was, it's a timetable. Yeah, that was my question. I didn't know, like, is she listening to a CB radio? Yeah, she's got, or she's, is... she's got an aircraft radio. She's been, in the past couple of minutes, we've been watching them talk back and forth to the tower. And she's On the, okay. She's listening to Dean Martin, chattering away and yelling about how... They're doing, okay. Yeah, so she's, she's been listening to all that, but boy, oh boy, she's like a, a court transcription expert, you know? I mean, I, I don't think I can cough up uh, a grocery list in a minute like that. <laughs> well they are copious notes on it yeah in a minute okay yeah, you're right. wait a minute. can i give a girl perspective here okay you see how the papers she's the papers that she's holding are all folded up yeah i think she wanted to write down the notes mel doesn't have a pad of paper and a pencil handy so she reached into her purse and just grabbed some kind of paper that she had there oh so it could be like it could be like the top paper and she just wrote, exactly. it, wrote down a couple of times that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And we're joining her in the middle of things. So she was telling him some information before that. I mean, she comes in when we get to her, she's already like in the middle of a sentence saying that, you know, in Chicago center is expecting to hand over in 12. So there's like some bit of information before that saying, uh, Dean thinks you're an idiot. And, uh, he's been telling everybody <laughs> from here to Cleveland, what a dope the guy that runs Lincoln airport is and Chicago center expects the hands off in 12 minutes. So, yeah. And oh, there was something something about Gwen too, but I didn't quite get that part of it. <laughs> I don't know. She's regnant. I think that's something to do with being a queen. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, approach control is going to give them eight to ten minutes. So they've got. Let me see. If I'm just trying to do the math here, Chicago Center expects the handover in twelve minutes, and then approach control will have the flight eight to ten minutes. So that's ten twenty two twenty two minutes. So they've got twenty two minutes to get this thing done. And uh, Mel's looking at his watch to figure out what time it is. So well, and 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 Joe said he needed fifteen minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they said there was five minutes. Once yeah, there's, there's five. So you got to take five yeah. off the twenty-two. So he's got seventeen minutes. So basically, uh, Joe has fifteen minutes and then two minutes of leeway. Yeah, which is plenty for that guy. I mean, more, he grew up with the. 
Yeah, he's yeah. shoveled with the ladle and the whole thing. He's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. He's going to, you know, get out there and push it with his teeth like he promised his wife. He's going to drag that plane <laughs> out. Yeah, and then then Tanya says her insipid line of the day, what what do we do now? <laughs> what, what what have we been doing now? She doesn't do anything. We're, we're going to sit in the car here and neck. Bert's going to say, I'm going to go to Waffle House. I just – it. it <laughs> I, I still don't understand what he's doing out there, other than yell, he yells at Joe that we got to have the we got to have the thing back. He could have done that on the radio. He said, "Get me Joe on the radio." And yeah. That's it. Well, this may I mean as as you know we we uh, raise the question last minute. How will this affect their friendship? And maybe this was a bit of a man to man moment, you know? Yeah. Because because he says that he says, you know, hey look Joe, I want to get something straight. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I say go, those snowplows are going to come in and take over, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, all right, he, he, that, it doesn't have the same flesh, muscly ring if it comes through a yeah. radio speaker. <laughs> yeah. You better listen to me, Joe. It just kind of sound whiny. Yeah. And everybody, everybody in the airport will be hearing him, you know, pleading with Joe on the, over the radio, going, oh, that guy is an <laughs> listen, idiot. Listen, Joe. Yeah. Hey, look, I know I was born with a silver spoon in my yeah. mouth. But <laughs> uh, that that actually might be might be part of it. He wants some uh, plausible deniability here. Yeah. In case he started yelling at Joe or Joe started yelling at him so they could just pretend it never happened because people weren't listening coast to coast on the airport radios. Yeah. yeah. One there is. I did notice. A, is, is there a little bit of a class struggle here? A little bit just between the, the, the sort of mechanic-y. You know, bootstrappy yeah. guy and the head of the airport. Yeah, he's like the NC, like the NCO guy versus the officer exactly. corps, and Mel's up there in the upper ranks. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And yeah, and I did notice one one bit of filming thing that I, I didn't realize is that they do a practical effect when he there's like this blinding hundred watt light bulb hanging right over their head inside the station wagon, <laughs> and uh, Mel actually goes and reaches over and turns off the dome light as he gets ready to. Oh yeah, uh, I just not, saw that happen. Yeah. yeah. And and he doesn't. This is the only time he does not fishtail the uh, Melmobile. He actually just carefully. I guess he didn't want to run over all those mechanics and snow shovels <laughs> and trip over the wires. Yeah, the, who are using? By the way, as one of them runs by, they're using a spade, not a not a snow shovel. Actually, they're they're both carrying spades. <laughs> so I guess that's for the ten degree uh, digging in the dirt. Well, and at the end, like in second fifty two, we have our blizzard shirker again, just testing the bulbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... I better go turn these off because we're going to be moving. <laughs> Testing the bulbs on top uh, of that he's... weird Schwebel's bread yeah. truck. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I wonder if that thing plays like uh, you know, uh, ice cream music in the right. summertime. It, it, it looks <laughs> like a kind of a truck. Yes, turkey in the straw. Um, I did. I wonder. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, you know, I'm looking at those. It just hit me that maybe they don't sell they don't sell snow shovels on uh, Lancashire Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> they can't they can't get a snow shovel for the prop department. So well, they they went into like an Ace Hardware and bought a bunch of spades because those are all everything running by is a you know it's got the diamond tip on it. It's like that's not for moving snow at all. So, that I mean that uh, van that truck is really weird. It's like a bread truck. Or, or an yeah, ice cream yeah. truck. And you're like, what is that the, I guess it's the Shirker Mobile. Yeah. 
That's mean. Which is funny. All the the lolly, yeah. Well, it's gold brickers and they're it's gold painted. That's what everybody inside's too lazy to have doors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who who wants to open a door? You can just yeah. That's where they keep all the all the coffee and the donuts and the yeah. They just drive around. It probably fits perfectly through like the Dunkin' slot, you know. I find a Dunkin' Donuts and so here's the the Lincoln boys are back. Okay, and just give them the regular order. Um, But what a I wonder where that thing is. Oh, it's probably in a junkyard somewhere turned to scrap, but that would be a great thing to have, just a, a truck with lights on top. That must uh, – these things, I wonder if they are actually some, – some, we've had other people on that have told us that the bus and stuff like that they used in this movie were still used at Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. And I'm just wondering if this was like an actual you know, repurposed uh, MSP truck that is actually on the property. Well, I'm assuming um, it's an electrical blizzard truck. You know, when you it's yeah, like a, they, <laughs> when you need to yes. light up the runway, you know, yeah, it yeah, it's, it's, the yeah it's it's painted in disaster yellow, yeah, right? So that's That's a, right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so it's but, meant uh, to be on the yeah. runway and lighting stuff up and you don't hit it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're getting down to one of our last views of uh flight 2 as it's flying across that nice model. Oh, I and, all uh, I could think about is like the plane looks like it's flying through some sixth graders shoebox diorama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a Ravel kit right there. Yeah, you can see the glue, like the the two halves of it that are glued together, left and the right side. There's like some shoebox that account. maybe you painted kind of dark gray and black in the background. Yeah, and and drop some glitter on the back of it and sh- showing a light against it. Exactly. Yeah, just... I'll at least get... And they probably paid really good money for that uh, that effect. I mean, you're sitting there as a kid, you're like, I'll at least get a B minus. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really like art anyway. Yeah, sixty years from the Wright brothers. This is what we're we're good at. Uh, and uh, and finishing up with uh, with good old uh, Dino and uh, Barry Nelson flying through that guy from. Uh, he looks like Bill Gannon from uh, uh, Dragnet, or you know later Colonel Potter from Mash. Uh, brisk haircut he's got. On. I you know I forgot about this too. I don't know if either of you guys had this problem, but. When I was watching the end of this this minute one nineteen, you know, and the Chicago guy is in the middle of the screen, he just looks like a cameo pendant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I, to me, it always reminds me of like Love American style when they show who the guest star is or Love Boat, yeah. you know. And it would have like an anchor and a little heart, and it would just kind of come down. And this is, you know, he'd be chasing Ethel Merman. Or something, I couldn't you know. really take it seriously. I'm like, this guy should be on the, like a little necklace chain. <laughs> Yeah, or or he should have like a little door. When he's done talking, he closes the door and he disappears. Or, or, or like Iris is out. Yeah, like yeah, abadie, abadie, Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, just kind of a. I mean, I understand why they had to do it. They had to make it look modern, and and having these unusual uh, overlays and opticals made it look uh, super now and happening. But it's just they must have known it was going to look dated in just a couple of years. I guess they didn't yeah. care. They didn't. They didn't think there were going to be people looking at this, you know, in slow motion on a VCR somewhere in the future. Well, that, that dioramas never go out of style. No, yeah. no, no. It was a. It was a pretty good setup. This this particular minute for what's coming up in uh, in the days to come. I mean, we're going to have a lot more. Well, we're we're going to finish up with Petroni. He's he's going to. You know, this is his this is his last stand. He's he's got to make or break today. For you know, he, uh, like you said, he's probably he's my favorite character of of all the people on the ground. He's my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, and I shouldn't say that because he, 
Well, maybe it is his rebellious nature that uh, it draws me to him, I guess, a little bit. Well, he, he's more of a boss than Mel. Mel just kind of pleads with people, and he doesn't really have any... Mel doesn't have any answers. He's just yeah. like, well, why don't we try this? And, you know, and Joe's looking at him like, you know anything about airplanes? I mean, you're, you work on an airport, and <laughs> you don't know if you hit an if you hit an airplane with a snowplow, you get broken airplane, and you know probably gas, a, a jet jet fuel fire. Yeah. And 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 uh, Joe knows that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and Mel, you're what, right. Mel is you know, he's a little mealy mouthed. Yeah. What does what does Tanya see in him? Uh, head of the airport. Hmm. And he's handsome. And he's rugged. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, she's like she's like 27 and he's in his 50s. But that was, that's how know. things were. That was back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You just get yourself somebody with a good job. Exactly. Get a good provider. Yeah. Eventually he'll, he'll, he'll be dead and you'll have his money. Yeah. So that's uh, how it works. You know, I got to find out how old Gene Seberg <laughs> was. And I'm going to, I'm going to use my magic internet here. Uh, she was born in 1938, and this is 1970, so 48, 50, 32. 58, 32. 32. Yeah, so she's 32. So she's not she's not a spring chicken. So that's okay. And uh, let's see, Burt Lancaster was born in 1913, so uh, he's 57. 60, 57. He do, you know, he does Remember, have a certain sensitivity to him. That, that, yeah, that, he's got those big eyes. Yeah, he does. You know, he's he is, I don't know, he'll care for you after he, you know, it's like he loses his job and you're living under a bridge and you're in a cardboard box, but he'll be there and he'll care for you. Yeah. I mean, he'll care for you maybe emotionally. Yeah, but you think she'd pick up the clue. I mean, she knows what happens with his wife, or is now, you know, soon to be ex-wife. Yeah. So, you know, and he was basically a jerk to his wife. His he She wasn't. She wasn't picking up on the fact that this guy, his job is ahead of everything. And she's already, we established earlier that she was a widow and that she was married to a lawyer. So she's, you know, she's kind of had to go, this was back in an age when she wasn't, she wasn't being a career woman. She went back to work because she didn't have any money and she needed, you know, she, she, she rose up through the ranks because her husband was dead and she had no life to get back to. So maybe she's thinking you know, have some more kids or something, or have, have kids to begin with. Yeah, she's um, she's certainly young he, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he's got his own, he's got two girls at home who he's going to, you well, know. Well, they're just going to love having buddy. a new little stepsister or brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna get you. yeah week, week, weekend mommy, yeah. So it's, I don't know, I just, I can never figure out what, what her motivation is. I mean, I guess you don't choose who you love, but she's, She's got really weird taste in men. If she's going after, you know, Mel Bakersfield, who doesn't really have time for his own. Well, life. we we talked about this a little bit. I, I, you know, this this whole movie takes place back when flying was a regal affair. Yeah. So yeah. that's. I mean, it's the it's the romance yeah, of it all. I guess it's, it's, a, it's just, the romance of it all, and 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 there used to be a lot more um, almost pomp and circumstance around uh, around flying, and so as as we said, you know, if if you're with a pilot and you're like, wow, that's a, that's, you know, that's a, that's a sexy and 
you know, a, a exciting career. Yeah, ro- yeah, romantic destinations yes. and stuff like that. And and like and this guy, Mel is like the kind of a guy he can shut pilots down. He can tell them you're not flying tonight. Yeah, you're, you're not. We're not using that runway. We're going to close the whole airport down. I can do that. So I think. I mean, I think about it, like, you have a, the sexy pilot career path, and then now you have a guy who can castrate the sexy pilots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like. Total alpha yeah. dog here, so you know she's she and she's going to be like Mrs. Alpha Dog, so. But she hasn't learned the lesson of, uh, of Cindy Bakersfeld. You know she doesn't understand what's going to happen if if she marries him, it'll last for six months, and then she'll be tired of him not coming home. Well, no, again, uh, we're we're back to the old story of you think that the breakup and the marriage was partly Mel's fault, and I'm I'm putting most of the blame on. I think Mel could have been a good husband if he had the right wife. Hmm. Mm. Well, I think his wife just got tired of him not being home yeah. all the time. That's still no. I think still his wife. There, I you know? think his wife created an atmosphere where he didn't want to be home. There's a little little hmm. bit of chicken of the egg there. Yeah, yeah, and like, and she was. I think she was still trying to. You know, she was trying to trying to fix things. Her her own way of fixing things was, well, let's get him a job where he's a nine to five and he doesn't have to, you know, stay at the office all day. Well, exactly. She married and she married him, and then she wanted him to change. Yeah. <laughs> well, the I mean, look, any spouse would be understanding if there's like this, you know, once a decade blizzard descending upon your city, and you, you're in charge of the airport. It'd be, you'd be like, I can't come yeah. home, honey, and he'd be like. Well, of course not. There's a, you know, there's a crippling yeah. blizzard that's going to wipe everything out. But this seems like it's been, uh, you know, this is a habitual problem. Like, I can't come home, honey. It's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. you know, they're they're having a problem yeah. with the uh, with the soup in the, in the cafeteria. I've got to go find <laughs> out what's wrong with the terrine. Uh, uh, if you know, if Cindy is only... there saying. I mean, if Cindy's there saying, but you have to come home so I can tell you once more how much I want you to work for daddy. I'm still seeing yeah. it both mm-hmm. ways. Uh, yeah, it's it's it was a mess. Yeah. Let me just yeah, I, yes. I think everybody's in agreement that 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 marriage was beyond saving. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no way to yes. Patch it back up. But I I just think he's setting up. He's setting in line for the next. This 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 is the next late you know ex Mrs uh, Bakersfeld right there she's sitting there going yeah he's gonna be mine someday and I'll I'll do it right and it, it ain't gonna be right it's he's he's broken I think he's too broken to fix um but you know I I, I that's my my the saddest part of this movie is I wish there was an airport seventy one not an airport seventy five but a seventy one where we find out what happens to all these people because. It, most of them come off worse than the movie started. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I came off uh... worse than when the movie started. <laughs> I mean, it's, we, we talked about this. Yeah. This, it's a, it, it, it's a draining, it's a draining thing. You come out of it. And you're like, Oh my gosh. And, and before uh, you invited me on the, uh, the podcast, I had not seen airport. So I didn't. Uh, did you ever hear of I, Airport? I knew of, ever... Yeah, and I definitely knew of Airport 75, and I knew it was like a franchise or a big movie. It was the sort of thing you'd see on it, you know, it'd be on a TV at like you know 11 o'clock on a third Friday night or something like that, and like, yeah, you know, 1980 or whatever. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't know what the story was about, and I didn't know I had no idea what I was in store for. I just like you know hit the you know hit the little play button and i was like well i'll see what i guess i got to talk about this and then at the end i was yeah, like i mean are you, no, shut down. Are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I, I, the uh, the thing that I mean, the commonality we've had people that haven't seen the movie. The, the the most common response is that people weren't expecting the plane to blow up. They thought it was going to be done, and uh, right. And I'm I'm surprised at that. I mean, I've I I have no way of knowing this because I mean, I, I first saw this movie when it when it came out. I was a little kid, and I saw this movie in a theater, and. You know, I thought that's how movies happen. Like, you know, if the if the movie's going to be about a disaster, the disaster had to happen. It was like it's like watching the Poseidon Adventure, and and like the wave hits the boat, and then the boat rocks, and then it all just sets itself up okay, and then you go, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. But there, the people that watch this movie really expect that the bomb isn't going to go off. Like Dino is going to talk uh, uh, Van Heflin down off of pulling the trigger. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and and you don't expect it's going to go in such a stupid, foolish way. Yeah, yeah. You figure it's going to at least yeah, take like out Helen Hayes, you know. Just <laughs> well, and just I mean, the, the old nuts guy, yeah. you know, interjecting, and I mean, you know, grab the bag yeah. or whatever. It's just like, you know, and then the guy gets just immediately depressed. Yeah, he's already kind of you know really down on his luck, Dino, and then and then you know they start talking to him, and it's like. All right, he's he's fifty one percent. It's sunny, forty nine percent. I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> one sentence, and the, the guy, you know, he just runs into the bathroom. Yeah, and he's pull, kills pulling himself the in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, and 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 yeah. that's all. That, there's so much I don't believe in this movie that, and that I mean that's part of it. It's like what, where he suddenly goes south on that, and and well, and that, and the fact that three sticks of dynamite would only leave like a six inch hole in a in a plane, and instead of like the whole tail coming. <laughs> I was right, expecting right. Lockerbie, and it was, you know, it wasn't like that. But this is, you know, far in the past. So, uh, yeah, I just, a lot of expectations. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's part of it is the surprise of the thing. You, you, it's, it makes a little bit of zigs and zags that you don't expect. Um, you, yeah, for you sure. You get a happy enough ending, but there's so many so many questions when you come out of this movie. I just... I. Yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I'd call it a happy enough ending. It's it's a mess. As far as I'm concerned, they they did push the plane off the runway with the snow plows and there's a bunch of messed up fuselage on the runway twenty nine and the plane can't land and that then the movie yeah. ends. <laughs> because you know, I mean the, the the woman goes off uh, to the hospital, she's pregnant. But she's got the splinter in her eye, as you said. And Dean Martin's wife is left back there going, wait, pregnant? And, you know, and what about what about that story? I want to go home with her. I want to get I want to see what happens when she's on the phone. <laughs> and, you know, Dean Martin calls her up at home and goes, honey, we're alive. I made it back alive. One of our crew got injured. She said and she could pick up the phone and go, oh, you mean the pregnant one? The one you got pregnant? Huh? What are we going to do about that? What about Junior? Is Junior coming home with us? And yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to know that story. I want to follow them for like the next three years and seeing what kind of hell that goes on. Is and then, and then you said, you know, is uh, Dino's wife has to go over to Aunt Judy's house and tell the kids that their dad killed them. Yeah, himself, yeah, killed himself. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's not a. Yeah, it's not a. It wasn't a good day. Maybe. <laughs> He said that on the yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, Maureen, yeah, Maureen, Maureen Stapleton is like, oh, better go home yeah. and tell the kids dad blew himself up on a plane. Oh, and we're getting sued, right. so you won't be moving home anytime to our that shabby <laughs> tenement that we live in, or that I live in because you live with Aunt Judy. So, it, uh, golly. <laughs> Put that pizza back in the yeah. freezer, kids. 
<laughs> it's going to be a long weekend. Oh, and by the way, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, the, the the folks from WGN are downstairs with a with a remote live camera. They want to talk to us on the TV. So, it's, <laughs> oh my gosh, it, yeah, it's just it's just hell. It's pure hell coming out of this. The only people that are that are making a break on it is, uh, I mean, we're we're going a little bit ahead, but you know, Burt Lancaster's going to go home and have uh, have Gene Seberg scrambled eggs for breakfast. So. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess Joe's gonna go home and stuff his. Yeah, butt. yeah, he's got the well, he's got the whole weekend now. I mean, that, his Friday's cleared up. Yeah. It's Saturday morning, and you know they can go. Well, like, and he got the. I mean, he 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 yeah. wins because he well, he yeah he he went above and beyond the manual and what the said you know the plane could do. He he you know stuck it to the man. Yeah, yeah. and he goes he gets you his know, box bye, of bye. cigars like like uh, like Mel promised. Yeah. Him. So that he 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 yeah. comes out with a positive attitude and a. You know, and maybe, yeah. and, and, you know, TWA will say, good job, Joe, you saved uh, Lincoln Airport. Now we can land more TWA planes there. So I guess. Yeah, we don't have Joe, to. You don't have to work at Burger King. Don't worry yeah, about Joe, it. Joe's the, Joe's the big <laughs> winner here. I think Joe is, Joe wins more than Mel. Mel's still got to go through a nasty divorce. He just lost his wife, even though he's, he's got Gene Seberg to make him breakfast. Um, I think, I think Joe winds up. I being can't. <laughs> I can't believe I agreed to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I had just gotten over this. Well, this movie. is this is. Yeah, we we figure you're in you're you're working on Temple of Doom right now, so this is probably a sunshiny spot in the day. <laughs> uh, well, oh, but we do we do we do appreciate you being on the show. It's uh, you know, we're we're crawling down to the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's 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 good to share. Your shared pain is the best pain. So uh, we, you know, but, <laughs> but but thank thanks to you, it's been a it's been a much better series, and uh, and again, Oh well, thank you. I, I had a pleasure doing it. I really it, did. It's, it's been it's been great having you it's on. Fun. And uh, for those of you, and, and con- congratulations for you know you're like you said you're at the you're yeah at the end. yeah well almost it's, it's, so that's great. We're still we're we're about like this plane. We're about six thousand feet up and. Still trying to figure out if we're yeah. going to land. Okay, so it's uh, but yeah, it's it's getting down to the final days, and uh, and it'll. I, I think we got some good surprises coming up, so uh, it definitely definitely worth listening to. Uh, for folks looking for uh, previous episodes of uh, of Jerry, if you want to tune in some for some real gems, go go to our website at uh, airportminute.com and look for episodes uh, seventy four and seventy five. I think were the the two that we had you back on there. So. Um, if you want to go in and, and hear some early Jerry, uh, he's he's back in there at 74 and 75. We get the whole, we've got the entire show you can go back and re-listen to, or if you're just a first-time visitor, go back and listen to it for the first time. We've it's all there, airportminute.com. Uh, you can also track with us on uh, social media, Twitter, uh, Airport Minute. You can find us on uh, Facebook at Airport Minute. You can find us at the Airport Minute Commanders Club on uh, Facebook. And uh, if you're, if, you know, while you still have time, you can go out and subscribe on iTunes and get this delivered hot and fresh every uh, every evening, Monday through Friday, uh, on iTunes. Search for Airport Minute and hit the subscribe button. We will be back tomorrow with some more Patroni and uh, lots of stuff. We uh, we have somebody who's never seen the movie except for this one minute, so it should be interesting seeing how they piece together what's going on because this next minute is a little bit bizarre well it's, it's very confusing if you've never seen the movie i, I eagerly await finding out <laughs> how that goes but uh jerry thanks again for being on the show and uh, we will catch you on the uh indiana jones minute at uh for for the new temple of doom that should be uh, coming out shortly uh everybody that's uh, listening should go check out uh our, our good friends tom and pete and jerry over at uh, indiana jones minute.com great uh a great podcast for you to catch up on and uh, 
we'll be we'll be tuning in on the, on the new show so uh we'll see you here all tomorrow uh so please be back uh as we continue and conclude the week uh, here on the airport minute until next time good day bye everybody thanks for being with us yeah thanks for having me nice going sweetheart remind me to send a thank you note to mr bowling Thank <laughs> you.